0: A locally owned Good Karma brand station. It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside former Packer Brian Palaga. Here's cousin subs sub of the day, Tony Cartagena.
1: it is time for the Homer hour 945 ESPN streaming on YouTube at ESPN Milwaukee 945 ESPN Milwaukee on YouTube I am the cousin sub of the day Tony Cartagena joined by Brian Bulaga. what up man
2: what's going on what's going on I'm happy to be with you tonight you know it's it was called in late I got the email from me I'm like you know you know Homer and I and I gave him a hard time on Twitter he's got to start letting me know so I can Put the proper tweets out with the proper names who's on the show. You know, Homer just – yeah. I, you, but, you know, like I said, it's his world. I'm just lucky to live in this thing for 120 minutes a week with him. And that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Oh, trust me. Anyone trying to do media in the state of Wisconsin is just living in Homer's world. We're all trying to be as great as he is uh, at this job. We'll get there one day. Um yeah, and I promise you this wasn't like a uh, Homer was you know ready to go as the captain, and I just jumped out there and said, you know what, I got this instead. <laughs> I promise I did not do that today. Uh, we did talk. I subbed in for Homer on Tuesday, and part of that show, we were talking about the Jair. Uh, he hadn't been suspended yet. It just had happened on on the Christmas Eve game, and it was Rob Domofsky and John Anderson and myself, and we were talking about this. And I asked them the question, so I want to start with you, and I I didn't send you this one in advance. I asked them who their favorite captain was. So Rob instantly said Captain Morgan. Uh, John (laughs) John Anderson had uh, some television references, I believe Captain and Tennille. I had to Google that one. Uh, Does uh, does Brian Bulaga have a favorite captain, fictional or non, that uh, instantly pops to mind?
2: Man, that's a tough one. That pops to mind. A captain that pops to mind. Um, you know, I'm, I, you know, cap, you know, Captain Morgan's obviously like one that while. pops to mind, but I'm not a, I'm not a rum drinker. So like, I can't really say that. Um,
1: we can think and, about it throughout the show too. There's a like captain, yeah. captain planet comes to mind for a lot of people, captain America. Uh, there's yeah. there's a lot of good options.
2: You know who we always called, uh, you know, kind of in the locker room and I was captain Kirk, you know, Kirk Ferentz, you know, captain oh, there Kirk you. was kind of the way, uh, not guys are, told, you know, you know, said to him, but that was kind of the way guys looked at it. Captain Kirk kind of leads the ship. That's, uh, that's what he was known for.
1: That one works. That one works. Kirk Ferenc, yeah. Uh He's still at Iowa. Oh yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's Absolutely. been there for like 20 years, hasn't he? Y- yes.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, the big news was Jair getting suspended for a game. We're going to talk about a bunch of different things over the course of, I believe it says the best 60 minutes of your life uh, on the Homer <laughs> hour today. Mm-hmm. But you were on uh, Kyle Bruston-Nortman just a couple minutes ago. That show ends at 5. And Brad Nortman, I believe, asked you what you would have done had you been out there with Jair and uh, or just any player who jumps out there and kind of inserts himself as captain during the coin toss. And you paused, and, you man, you had this, like, super villain-style laugh where I got a little scared and kind of got the chills before you answered that question because it sounds like you're not taking that from any teammate no matter what
2: no no it, it's it, and i'm shocked that he did it because like i said on you know the program before i know jair like that's the thing that i played with them i was mm-hmm. in the locker room with them for multiple years i i know him personally and, and and it just surprises me and and, I, and i'm shocked by it but um, when i was in green bay with the guys that we had in that locker room especially the veteran guys that would have never happened and if somehow some way, shape, or form that did happen. Um, it wouldn't have gone well. It wouldn't have gone well for the guy that did it because that there was a clear um, kind of chain of command within the locker room, right? Like you, 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 there's a it was a pyramid, right? Like guys are in certain places um, in their careers that are leadership roles in the locker room, and it kind of goes down. And, and when I was there. The leadership structure was very clear, right? You knew who the guys were, and then obviously there were guys below that, and um, stuff like that just never happened with Aaron Rodgers in the locker room. It just didn't happen. And I'm not saying that's an, I'm not saying that's an indictment on Jordan Love. I'm not, but he's probably not the point in his career yet where he is comfortable confronting guys and and confronting guys that are veteran players as well. Jair's a veteran player. Right, like it's not Jair's second year in the league. I mean, that's what a I was gonna say.
1: Guy. It's kind of like he's that he's for especially for his position group for sure. He's like the one at the top of that pyramid, though.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and you have to have guys that are comfortable um, confronting guys that are other leaders or supposed to be leaders and and kind of top of their food chain in their position room and confronting those guys because if you if you just let guys do whatever they want, right, in the locker room, that that's where. Um, bad things start to happen. Bad chemistry. Guys start saying and doing and acting any way they want. and you want guys to be their own selves, right? You want guys' personalities to come out in the locker room and you want guys to be comfortable, but there's there has to be a line. There has to be a line and um, it was something that when I was there with the guys that we had, it just it rarely, rarely ever happened.
1: Who was the um, uh, who was the scariest teammate you ever had? Like early on in your career, it was like I am well, not. I am not going to upset this guy,
2: Charles Woodson.
1: Oh, that's a yeah. That makes a lot of sense,
2: Charles. Charles. I mean, you you never, you just never wanted to upset Charles because he was such a, a quiet leader, right? Like you knew, like kind. Of, he just had an aura around him, right? Like, and I was fortunate enough that I was a few lockers down from him, uh, my rookie year. So I kind of got to observe how he acted and just kind of how he went about his day. And just the type of guy he was and, and the leader he was, and he was you just knew you step out of line, there's a good chance that Charles is gonna come talk to you, and you're probably not gonna like it. But obviously, to it to get to that point, you'd have to do something insane because the guys that were behind him, you know, I mean Aaron and Donald Driver and Greg Jennings and a bunch of different veteran leadership guys in that locker room were already in place. So you'd really have to do something to get Charles to address you would be my guess. Cause I, 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 you know, things happen behind closed doors that not everyone gets to see or do or, or hear about, especially as a rookie. I try to stay out of anyone's business. Cause that was the last thing I needed to do was get involved with anything besides <laughs> playing football. Like sure. I just Keep my head down, do my work, you know, you know, shut up and do your job is essentially uh, the approach I took. But, it just when you have certain guys in a locker room things like that just don't happen they just don't happen and that's where i question the leadership in the locker room we all know it's a young team we get that we understand that but there are guys that have been there for a long time that have played a long time that you would expect would nip this in the butt before this even happened and it hasn't happened i mean obviously when he was on the field for the toy call uh, uh Coin toss, um, you kind of saw guys looking at him a little funky when you watch the clip of it, right? Like you kind of see the photos and the stills and everyone's kind of looking down. You notice he took
1: like one step ahead of them too. The photo he posted, he's like everyone's in a in the line of three, and then he's like a yard ahead of them.
2: Yeah. So it was just a very weird thing. And I'm sure at the moment guys aren't gonna create a scene or like, you know, they're just not gonna do that. But you know, and then guys obviously don't know if you know, the coach sent him out there. No one knows at that point in time. No one has any idea of what really happened. But it doesn't sound like Coach Lafleur did send him out there. So guys don't know that. But so it's just a very weird dynamic. And it's three minutes before kickoff. What are yeah. you going to do? Blow up right before the game and start something? Like it's just not going to happen. So
1: the more I think about it, it's why Like the, the more wild it sounds. One, just talking about the the lack of you know vets and, and in that locker room. But there are a few. And Mm -hmm. Jair's one of them, Devondre Campbell's the other, and he had his outburst the week before. But just like the weird tone that that sets like right before a very, very important ball game for the Packers, that'd be like getting into a huge argument right before you hit like a six-hour car ride with somebody.
2: Yeah, Like, hey, we're we're
1: right about to step into the car, we're going to be together, we're in this ride together for six hours, but let me bring up something that's going to make us all upset.
2: Yeah, exactly. and. I can assure you as he was walking out there, LaFleur was going like, what, what is going on right now? Like what? And he's not going to send gray Rugemer out there. You know, he, gray's kind of the um, player development guy and kind of deals with a lot of the players with a lot of things, He's not going to send Rugie out there to pull him off the field. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to happen because that causes a scene and like, you're just not going to do it. Um, so you just let it happen. But you, And then, obviously, you play two minutes later, three minutes later for the coin toss. So you kind of want guys to be locked in focus and not create a distraction literally right before the game starts. And obviously, they knew they were deferring, or Jair said he wanted the defense on the field. So you knew they were deferring. So what are you going to do? Tell the position coach, Jair's not going in. Game plan changes. Sorry. Like, sorry, Joe Barry. We already know this isn't going well for us. But now we're pulling him off the field. Have you been game planning all week to try to get this thing right? Now we're pulling them, so now figure it out. So it just, it was just a bad situation. Like I said, I'm just shocked Jair did it, and and then the interview after was even more puzzling. Like it, it was just, I don't know. It, it I don't know was why, a,
1: a... but the sunglasses he wore he wore in that interview just remind me of like I feel like he should be like in the new Willy Wonka movie. That's what for yeah. some reason just reminded me of like a fictional fantasy world. I mean, granted, those glasses are probably more than my salary, but and they're probably very stylish. But to me, it was just like, man, <laughs> you're, you're wild. Like he was just—he's just been wildin'. Like that's pretty much just like the interview was so weird. And then he said yeah. guys backed him up, which doesn't sound like they did.
2: I don't. know. Well, that's something I want to ask Wilde for sure. Obviously. He did talk
1: to Eric Wilson, who yeah, was so- uh, one of the guys out there. So we'll have Jason Wilde at five thirty. I have two more quick questions on the Jair thing for you. Uh, and this one's just kind of been rattling around in my brain since this happened. And so Jair hasn't played in a while. He you know, has had some comments about Joe Barry in the past and you know, call, running the plays that are called and putting him in the right spot to succeed. We all know how talented he is. But I feel as if fans were just kind of at wit's end with Jair over the past couple of weeks. Why are you practicing but not playing? Why is the defense... You know, they just weren't super happy with him. If it was A.J. Dillon... Someone that we all love, like as fans, we are just all would we have just thought it was funny, and all this goes away.
2: Um, no, no, I don't think so. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's a clear sign of I'm gonna do what I want, and no one can tell me different. Doesn't matter if it's Jair. It doesn't matter if it's a rookie. It doesn't matter if it's a second, third, fourth year player, a fan favorite. Does not matter. Okay. It does not matter because when guys get elected as a captain, right? Like the three guys get elected weekly as a captain. And then obviously you do the playoff captains that are the permanent ones. That's a big deal and honor for guys. Like I, at the times that I was chosen as a captain by the coaching staff, like I looked at it as a, as an honor and a big deal. And and to me, I would have taken that as a little bit of a, a slap in the face. Like now I'm more important. I'm going to go out there and do it. Like this is, this is my thing. So I don't think whoever it w- would have been. Like, it didn't matter who it was, fan favorite, not fan. F- it, it, that That's, to me, you know, that doesn't matter. Okay. It's, it's, what, it's what it shows to the guys that were out there that were elected that for the week. And that's where I think, to me, it didn't matter. It w- wouldn't matter who it is because you'd get the same reaction from the coaching staff. The same questions would have been asked. Gotcha. And that's kind of...
1: And I just, Way, like, okay. I saw some national things that were just like, ah, oh, it's just a coin toss. What's the big deal? And then I, I tried to question, like, are we making too big of a deal about this? And just so that's why I like getting the the guy who has been a captain for this team before and getting that perspective because it does mean something and it's not to be taken lightly or to be like a distraction before the game. But uh, I just got word from our producer, Max Meyerson, behind the glass that Jason Wilde did talk to Eric Wilson earlier and is so excited to talk to us. We're actually going to bump him up to 515 so we got to take a quick break here, and when we come back on the Homer Hour with Tony Cartagena and Brian Bulaga, star of the show, uh, Jason Wildy will be with us uh, coming up, 94.5 ESPN.
0: Homer Hour coming up next on 94.5 ESPN. This is the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com.
1: This is the Homer Hour. Tony Cartagena, cousin sub of the day for Homer, who just uh, threw out there that he would have let Brian Bulaga know he wasn't going to be on the show if Brian had a college degree. Is there some inside yeah. joke that we need to let people in on? Is he trying yeah, to get you to go he, back?
2: Yeah, he he claims that I need to get my degree, and I told him I'll I'll consider it. I'll just keep considering it and kind of go from there. He's he's very uh, he's very stuck in me getting my college degree. I don't know why, but he is. He's very adamant about it, which is you know which is great. It's very nice, but uh, like I said, I'll consider it.
1: Uh, I just say you do the radio thing full time. You don't need a college degree <laughs> for that.
2: Speaking no, I mean, of co-
1: speaking of college degrees, I think our next guest has a couple of them. Jason yeah. Wildy, our guy. What's up, man? Uh,
3: first of all, great to talk to you, Tony. I was giving uh, Max a hard time. I said, Tony Cartania, I don't know who that is. And he started to explain <laughs> to me who you were, and I had to tell <laughs> Max that you were the original producer of uh, of Wilde and Tausch. Uh, I, my only question before we dig right into it with Dr. Bulaga is, are your parents who are incredibly supportive of you, Brian, uh, would they like you to, to finish your uh, studies at the prestigious land grant university known as Iowa, or are they okay with you not finishing up your studies and only Homer is pressuring you for this?
2: Uh, you know, my mom, cause she is a, she is a retired teacher and she was an educator mm-hmm. for over mm-hmm. 25 years. She's, she does get on me about it. My dad not so much, but my mom uh definitely. So she's on Team Homer. Um Hold for on, sure. Brian,
1: Brian, let's you have a Super Bowl ring, right? I do. Yeah, I do don't need more. a college degree when you got a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. You're good to go. But if you just do decide let, do your college courses live on the air, we'll get some we'll get it sponsored real quick. Jason knows all about that. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, we can I'm make this happen.
3: I'm team Mrs. Bulaga and team Homer. I'm just not going to be a jerk about it.
1: DeVry University, where are you at? We'll send you some links. You'll be good to go. Super Bowl rig is better than a college degree. Let's just be honest,
2: dear people. I mean, I you know, it's just one of those things that I you know, when I left college early and decided, you know, it's just very early. Uh, yeah, very early. I just was kind of, you know, if I if I needed to go back and get it, I would do it. And now I'm past that point do i really want to go back through it i'm not totally sure and you know there's the colleges will still be there and here if i do decide down the road to get it it's just not something that's really in my my um near future don't yeah, I've... don't let don't let homer bully you you're
3: busy being a dad and and you'll be filling in for tausch with all the days he takes off on our show <laughs> so
1: you don't have time right
3: now whether it's the university of phoenix or whatever it is but down the road i was gonna i was gonna bring up i knew that your mom was a retired teacher so i was like she's gotta be giving him a oh, little yeah. bit of a hard time now that she's gotten the grandkids the next thing is you got to finish your degree I feel. Yeah. I feel like we're
1: the grandparents at Thanksgiving dinner. Like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? We 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 got to get off Brian's Who's back a little bit. With the happy girl that one. you
3: brought home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: as as, uh, as someone who barely has a college degree, I skated by at UW Madison. Let's talk football, Jason Wildy. You talk with Eric <laughs> mm-hmm. Wilson yet? How's that relationship? I did.
3: Eric and I are great. All right. Uh, good. I, I actually I actually told him uh, today that that no comment. That sucks. He didn't help me at all with that. And uh, we have a great relationship. I would love for him uh, to share what he was really thinking when Jair Alexander waltzed out for the uh, coin toss, though, so when he wasn't supposed to be a captain. And obviously, he does not want to create any more uh, news for me. So I get that. So I understand why he no comment. He's kind of like Brian Belaga early in his career, where he didn't really want to talk to the media very much. And then late in his career, he became an elder statesman. So... Maybe Eric and I will someday uh, discuss how crazy it was that Jair did that. But Brian, you were on our show, and then about an you know forty-five minutes later, or whatever it was, uh, the news
2: came that that he'd been suspended. You,
3: yep. I, I don't think you were probably surprised at all by that development.
2: No, I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I thought it was something that needed to be done. It was just a matter of like you know, the organization looking at this thing, like we have, you know, a big game coming up. Jefferson's on the other side of the field. Do we really want to pull our corner off the field? But Matt LaFleur, you know, like we kind of said on your show the other day, like he needed to put his foot down and he did. And I think it was the right move uh, at the time. And, And that's kind of, you know, the same way that I view it. It was the right move. And I'm, and I'm, and it, it stinks for the team because obviously he is a very good player. He's talented and I get he's hasn't been on the field and this and that. I get that. But in these games, you want your best players on the field and he's not, but the, the you know, the coaching staff and obviously Goody thought that it was best. And, and I, I agree with them on it. They needed to set a precedent and they did. So I think hats off to them and um, you know, they'll get a plan for for the Vikings. But regardless, it's not even about the plan for the Vikings. It's more about the future of the locker room and and what example needs to be set of what's right and what's not right. And I think they did a good job of that. That's just my point of view.
1: So for you, Jason, they're they're obviously going to game plan to play without Jair. But from a – and you take fan interactions all day on Twitter and on your show from 9 to noon here on these airwaves – I think a large portion of the fan base sees Justin Jefferson, and they're like, "Uh, maybe we should have just did it for a half. Like, was a game, a whole game, the proper suspension for this uh, conduct detrimental to the team?
3: Yeah, this this ain't college. They don't suspend guys for half a game. I mean, this is – they had to do something. It had to send a message. You know, he obviously loses his game check this week, so that obviously sends a message. So, yeah, this was, to me – you know, the, the, the bright side, if you if you want to view it as this, is that they didn't just suspend him for the rest of the season, uh, which they easily yeah. could have done. Like they, they could have sidelined him like the Broncos are sort of sidelining Russell Wilson. I don't, I'm not sure I understand all the ins and outs of that. But, no, look, the thing that – to me the biggest question about this, and by the way, you know, they are facing Justin Jefferson. They're also facing a rookie fifth-round pick quarterback – As Kevin O'Connell decided Jared Hall to be their starting quarterback this week because Joshua Dobbs and Nick Mullins have thrown 11 interceptions over the last five games combined. They each have had a four interception game during that window. And I think it looks like Kevin O'Connell just wants somebody that, you know, isn't going to turn the ball over and maybe can get the ball to Jefferson and Addison once in a while. Um, But, you know, the idea of playing these guys without Jair Alexander. I asked Joe Barry about this this afternoon. You know, not that it's good that he's missed as much time as he has, but they at least have prepared for a bunch of games this year without him. Like, more games without him than they have with him. And so I don't think it's the end of the world not to have him available. But, look, Justin Jefferson, you know, I remember a couple years ago when he told – uh, Devontae Adams, that he was coming for him to be the best wide receiver in football. Now, I know Tyreek Hill has a claim to that and a few others, but yeah, Justin Jefferson, who missed what, seven games with his own hamstring injury? Uh, when he's healthy, he's really good. I don't care who's throwing on the
1: football. Uh, Jason, yep. uh, I know uh, Brian has a question for you here, but I just would like you to refer to Jaron Hall as future NFC Offensive Player of the Week uh, every time you refer to him from this point forward. Thank you.
3: In, fa- in, in, in fairness, <laughs> uh Rice Young was not the offensive player of the week this week. So you're, you know,
1: I uh, mean yeah, he sh- he should have been. Uh, he probably should have been. In my per- in my personal record book he was. <laughs> well, uh,
2: you are a college graduate. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jason, I I guess my question is you got the no comment today from Wilson like did you, did you see Aaron Jones in there? Do you think he would have said something or do you think the no comment is just the indictment on kind of how they feel about it? Because if you support the guy like Jair said after the game, Oh yeah, they all had my back on it. Don't you think he probably would have said, Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It wasn't a big deal. I mean, at least in my point of view.
3: Yeah. I look, I here's what I think. and, And this is me a little bit reading between the lines, but the way, uh, the way that Eric Wilson laughed when he said no comment, and we did talk more today after I gave him some grief um, because, you know, he's one of those, I call, I said this to Tausch this morning, like he's one of those veteran guys who's been around, who you can talk to, you know, like we talked on the air, like he knows what's up. And I would say that my little reporter spidey sense is that, those guys were just so shocked mm-hmm. that I don't think they were laughing because they thought it was funny. I think they were laughing because can you believe this guy? Uh, or just they were in such they were so surprised mm-hmm. by his actions that they didn't know how to act. I mean, I've certainly been in situations where somebody acted inappropriately or said something inappropriate and I chuckled not because it was funny, but because I was uncomfortable. And so yep. in this case, I think that's more likely what was going on with them. I, I do not, you know, uh, Jair again, a couple of weeks ago started a conversation with us with let the lying begin. Uh, so I'm not sure that necessarily, or maybe he did see them chuckling and thought it was a, a supportive chuckle when in reality it was a, what the hell is this guy doing? Kind of thing. So look, I, I don't, Maybe there's a few people that um, are pro Jair on this. I know when we talked to Keyshawn Nixon, he before anybody said a word to him, he said, "I will not be answering any questions about Jair Alexander," and that's one of his boys. And so yeah. I I don't I don't think that there is a groundswell of Jair got a raw deal on this
2: in that mock-up room. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, I just do I just agree with that. I because I don't know how guys. I, I just don't know how they have his back on it i just don't know i i i can't fathom it and i just don't i don't see it but moving on from that obviously uh i always like to talk about it because i think it's important going into a game kind of seeing where the team it is at injury wise i know we talk about it every day but i think it's important for people to kind of understand kind of where the team's at i saw wicks practice today obviously campbell is in practicing so he's definitely out uh no watson so kind of where are we at with the guys nicked up kind of going into this game.
3: So I talked to Watson today cause uh, I was just purely curious kind of where he was at. And although he claimed, you know, I'm still holding out hope of playing like he was doubtful last week. He didn't practice either of the two days so far this week. I, I guess my guess would be that he might do a little bit tomorrow if he's lucky, but he ain't playing. Uh, yeah, he's, He's obviously desperate to play and play since Kansas City. I'm sure he wants to play, but, you know, he, I don't think he's going. Uh, Wicks is an interesting case, both he and Reed. I'll say this, both those young guys, I really like how they've played through stuff. Like, again, I would argue that that seems to be a dying breed in the NFL, or at least not as prevalent uh, of guys always playing through injury the way they did you know, in the old days when you were playing, you've been retired. Well, I mean, you've been officially retired now for what a couple weeks since that press conference I skipped, and she didn't give me the scoop. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just a different. There's just so many guys, and and again, I still, and I'm not gonna. You know, he wasn't available, or he came in the locker room late. And I was talking to somebody else. You know, Devondre Campbell said he's not talking about anything that happened on the internet. I would like to ask him, like. Are you you feel like you are able to play, but after everything that played out the way it did, that you're just not willing to play now? Like you said in your tweet, like yes. you know, because he did he played against Tampa and then he didn't practice all week and didn't play. Like, I don't know, I, I, that that really bothers me. And he is, uh, you know, Tosh gives me a hard time about what I say about Love and everybody else. Oh, I really like him. I don't like Devondre Campbell. I don't. I, I don't. I yeah. I think he's, you know, he hasn't. Fulfilled his responsibilities to reporters. I think he's a really smart guy, but again, if you're allowing social media people as an NFL player, it's one thing to do it as a radio host and a newspaper reporter to allow, you know, jerks on Twitter to bother you. Uh, I don't. I don't think you should. He. Uh, the fact that he allowed that, uh, I just that bothers me. So he. I don't expect him to play. Um, I. I think there's a chance Wicks and Reed are both going to be able to go, but. I think tomorrow's a really important day for Wicks because he's played through just about everything.
2: Yeah, and Wicks has what? what? What's what? What did he hurt? So
3: Wicks Wicks already had an ankle injury that he was playing through. Uh, he also the only game he missed this year was a concussion on a short week, um, like for okay. Thanksgiving. Uh So he's been dealing with that ankle injury that he. I I don't think anybody expected him to play the next week, and he did. Uh, what he's got now is a chest injury that he that he suffered. Uh, on the touchdown on Sunday against Pan- the Panthers. And he tried to go back in. Like, he came out, he was riding the bike, he had his helmet, and the medical staff wouldn't let him. I don't know if that's a little bit of a play in the high side of caution, as Mike McCarthy used to say, because, uh, you know, you had a guy who lacerated his kidney, and he didn't know it until he got home and was peeing blood. So maybe yeah. when it comes to yeah. the, that kind of thing, maybe they're being a little more cautious, but uh, – We'll see if he's able to do something tomorrow because that would obviously increase his chances.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope so because I think they need him. I mean, Minnesota's defense is is stout. It's good. I mean, mm-hmm. they the, they're rolling on that side of the ball, so more more weapons uh, would obviously help. With do you think with Aaron Jones kind of being full back into this thing, like you know, kind of in the full swing of things again, that you know. The medical staff, obviously, the medical staff's going to do what they want to do, right? I mean, I mean, Doc McKenzie's a great doc. Flea, Nate, all the boys over there, I love them. I think they're fantastic. Do you kind of see them kind of being like, okay, we got Aaron Jones back into the mix. There's a weapon, so now we can maybe get away with not letting a guy like Wicks that has this we don't know what chest injury it is hold him back because now we got another guy back that's full board. Do you think they're at this point they're just I, I don't know because it kind of looks like that's what's been going on this whole season. Is like, all right, we got these guys available. We're going to hold this one back. All right, he's healthy. Another guy gets banged up. Now we'll release him full go and kind of maybe let this guy sit back. And or do you just think it's, hey, whoever, whatever healthy body we got, we're going to throw him out there and roll?
3: Yeah, healthy enough body. I don't think there's yeah. any question. I think it's all hands on deck. Like I yeah. Look, I, I like I said about Wicks, I really like the fact that I, I like that kid a lot. I just think I I think he's made up of the right stuff. I think if you were playing with him, you would really like him. Um I I just again, there's only so many injuries that you can be dealing with at once. I mean, look at obviously Jaden Reed last week. You know, he's dealt with a chest injury, a knee injury, an ankle injury, and a toe injury was finally what kind of put him over the top of finally missing a game last week. Right. And, yeah. you know, he's just, he's just toughed it out through so much that uh, they finally said, okay, we need to let you, we, we can't play it this week. And mm-hmm. I would think that they would have him um, because he has been able to practice. Um, yeah. on a limited basis this week, so that's encouraging. But, yeah, I, I, I'm sure Wicks, you know, I drew the comparison between him and Devontae. You know, Devonte's I've never seen anybody recover from a concussion faster, and I've never seen a guy play through injury. Now, he, you, you saw him as a rookie um, play through that ankle injury and not play very well, but he never, he never, you know, he missed, I think, two games with something that should have been way worse. You know, I think Wicks is kind of wired the same way.
2: Okay. Well, well. I mean, I hope he's out there. So, quick, I mean, I'm not sure how much time we have left with you, but
1: we're over by like 1200 minutes, so that's Jason, you oh. want you want to stick around for 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 another quick one cuz I also have an Aaron Rodgers related question for you. You might be interested in in that one or you might get upset with me. One of the two.
3: I would never get upset with you. Um <laughs> Yeah, if, uh, if you make it quick, i got somewhere to be at 6 o'clock.
1: Let's do it. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more extra bonus time, overtime with Jason Wildy Brian Bulaga. This is the Homer
0: Hour, 94.5 ESPN. The Homer Hour is back after this on 94.5 ESPN. Grounded.
1: We do have still some backups along southbound 43, heading down from Silver Spring all the way down to about Locust. Northbound Locust to Keefe is going to be the heavy spot. Eastbound on 94, slowing down from 76 straight through the stadium interchange. Check out the TMJ4 Storm King forecast tonight. The rain and mix tapers off with most of cloudy skies later on, a low of 37. Tomorrow becoming partly cloudy, a high of 41. From the WTMJ Traffic Center, I'm Debbie Lazaga, on 94.5 ESPN.
0: 6.draftkings.com. You're listening to the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. We're back and
1: we're going to get right to it. The Homer Hour, Tony Cartagena, cousin sub of the day for Homer, Brian Bulaga making an appearance as he does every Thursday. And Jason Wildy has graced us with his presence for one more segment. Brian, I know you had a question for Jason, so uh, let's jump right into yeah.
2: it. Yeah, real quick. Jason, I appreciate you staying on. I know you got somewhere to be. But when when Coach LaFleur Anything went over. O- well, yes. <laughs> Cut that, when, save that, the whole, the whole deal. When he talked about Jair's suspension, he said it's more than one thing. Did you, Did anyone else kind of press Matt on what those other one, those other couple things were? Did you guys just kind of leave it at that? Or do you have any insight to potentially what those other things were by any chance?
3: Yeah. So no, great question. Uh, we didn't press them in the press conference. Cause I guarantee like sometimes you have to know uh, that a guy's not going to give you what you're searching for. And you're probably just going to piss him off by asking him publicly and then having him in an awkward spot. And I think that was the case with LaFleur. But I've I've told this story before. I talked to Jair about a month ago, and I asked him, and I brought this up to Lafleur in my question to him, uh, that you know I talked to Jair and I'd asked him, hey, do you get any sense from Matt that he's frustrated with you, uh, you know, not being available or the uncertainty of whether you're going to be able to play or not? And Jair's answer was in part, I I I ain't really talked to him. We don't really talk, and so. I th- I think that was a major part of this. I also think that he's a little bit of a, not just a free spirit in a good way, but also kind of a lone wolf. And so I think, you know, LeFleur's answer that he had about what it takes to be a captain and how you treat your teammates and what kind of leadership you show was also a, a kind of a breadcrumb toward the way Jair has behaved this season. But to me, the biggest thing is, uh, my understanding is him and LeFleur weren't talking at all. And I think, you know, LaFleur kept going back to, I think the communication will be better moving forward because I firmly believe this. And, you know, the guy who normally hosts this show calls LaFleur soft all the time, including the last time I talked to him the other night. And I'll be honest, like, if you believe that about Matt LaFleur and, and, you know, you played for him uh, for a year, so you know him. um, If you are going to argue that he's soft, then, then you also have to say, that if Jair Alexander had taken the respectful, manly, proper approach to go to Matt LaFleur after he was active on Sunday and say, hey, coach, you know, I know you weren't sure if I'd be active or not, so you couldn't make me a captain, but I'm ho- is my hometown. I'd really like to be a captain. Do you think I could go out there uh, with, the, with the other captains? Do we really think Matt LaFleur would have said no, given his track record? Yeah, I, no. I, 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 yeah. I think he would have appreciated him asking and would have said, yeah, you go out there. I mean, let Aaron Jones make the call, but you go ahead and go out there. And instead, Jair decided to appoint himself a captain, not talk to Lafleur at all about it and just do it. And that's how he ended up getting suspended. I don't care, I don't what, care what
1: Homer says. You do not need a college degree when you ask questions that good. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. That hey. was perfect. <laughs> um, I, I just got sent a, a clip from, from the internet, and this never actually goes well, but I figured with two from guys here— what, what was that?
3: A clip from the... I I'm going to use my Devontae Campbell. I ain't talking about nothing that happened on the internet.
1: Well, it, good, because it happened on television. I just saw the highlights. So um, oh, okay. a, a friend just sent me this, and I figured with you two on this show, it's the perfect question to ask, because there was a national host today, Nick Wright, who was getting, getting into the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, active, not playing, blah, 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 whatever. Don't really care. But... The quote is he said on national television Aaron Rodgers is the most disingenuous gi- disingenuous and genuine you know what word I'm talking about athlete of my lifetime. Now you can agree disagree with Aaron Rodgers on a lot of things. Brian, you played with him, will you covered him for his entire career? This is one of the most like hyperbolic just like kind of absurd things that people are just going to throw out there to to smear a guy's name, right? Like Golden September was pretty genuine. Mac fun, pretty genuine. I disagree with Rogers on a lot, but then I get things like this sent to me, and I'm just like, can we just let that man live?
2: Yeah, to me, it's junk. That's that's right. That's absolute junk. That's absolute junk. And listen, you may not agree with him on everything like you said, which is fine. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion on whatever topic, X, Y, and Z. That's great. But to say that, that's that's junk. Next, to me, um, is what I say.
0: Yeah, yeah, you tell
3: him, Brian. Um, All right, so here's the thing.
2: And and obviously,
3: you know, I I consider him a friend still. I know, Brian, you do. Um, I would say this, and and Evan Cohen actually, I thought, said it really well uh, on our show this morning. He has reached a point now where those of us that are his friends sometimes have to explain our friendship with him to other people. And I, I, I agree with him because there are people, I I still defend him a lot of times, but there are things that he says that I have a real problem with. And look, I I don't, this is not the time nor the place, nor am I interested in any sort of COVID debate, but (laughs) the, the fact that he continues to go, the fact that he continues to talk about that, the fact that, you know, during that pandemic, Paula was fighting against breast cancer and going through chemotherapy and had no immune system to fight it. So for him to what bothers me, and I I will say this to his face, he knows that he and I have some issues that I would like to eventually talk about with him. Um, But the fact that he keeps going back to that, well, the fact that his one of his favorite teammates. He's called him this Aaron Jones lost his father because of COVID. Now he may have had these other comorbidities and whatever else. Um, I I don't, I just don't understand. I don't think he's considerate enough to consider other people's feelings lately. And he's very adamant about all the things that he says. And I, I would love to get him an opportunity to say, look, I don't think he's disingenuous. I think he really believes these things. So I think Nick Wright is a thousand percent wrong. I do think he has changed in ways that he's different than the guy that the girls used to bake a birthday cake for every year when we were doing the radio show and that kind of stuff. And so I don't know how he's going to continue to change and evolve, but where he's at right now, I think I'm 100% with Brian. What what Nick Wright said is BS, but I do think that he ha- it's not disingenuous. It's that he's changed a lot and some of the things he didn't believe before he believes now and I just think there are people that don't like it and I think Nick Wright's probably one of them
1: very well said by the both of you yeah I just saw the clip and I'm just always kind of like I feel like we just kind of trash athletes now when we disagree with them or don't like them and it becomes the whole thing and you guys know him very well so I wanted that opinion Jason we've kept you way too long thanks so much for your appearance you summer, have. Man.
3: Yeah, I don't know who this Tony Cartagena guy is, but he's annoying me. Yeah, but you right, loved guys. it. The last 30 minutes were great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was. All right, Thanks. guys. Take Thank care. you, Jason.
1: We will you wrap things up on the Homer Hour on the other side with Brian Bulaga coming up next, 94.5 ESPN.
0: More of the Homer Hour coming up next on 94.5 ESPN.
1: Tony Cartagena, star of the show, as always, Brian Bulaga. And, Brian, we've had a lot of talk on our airwaves this week. Jair, Joe Barry, Joe Barry, Jair, fire, suspension, all of this negativity, right? And yep. I think lost in all of this is the fact that number 10 for the Green Bay Packers is on a roll. And I don't know if yeah. people are really talking or giving him the flowers, giving him the love that, that he deserves. I wanted to read a stat for you and then just get your reaction and kind of thoughts on really second half of the Giants game through last week's Sunday, uh, Jordan Love has been balling. And when you look at some stats, so the Packers put this out in their like stat sheet this week. Second half of games this year, passing touchdowns seventeen, total touchdowns nineteen, passing yards nearly twenty two hundred. All good for first, first, and first in the NFL. Ooh, those are those are pretty good stats, huh?
2: Yeah, that's really good.
1: <laughs> Granted, <laughs> that's, that's it balances weird. out a little bit with kind of the you know the slower first halves that the offenses has had. Yeah, but. When I watch as a as a fan, when I watch, Jordan Love looks night and day from early on in the season when the team was losing ballgames and just confidence, demeanor, everything. He just looks like he is here to stay and here he is here to make some noise in this league.
2: Yeah. I, I it's been really fun to watch him grow from week one till now. I think the strides he's made and how he's kind of grown into that. You know, on QB one role in Green Bay has been really fun to watch. Um, I I've, I saw something like comparing his stats to all these other top QBs in the league, Mahomes and Allen and Purdy and Lamar, and and I get he and Lamar are, are obviously Lamar's the outlier. He's a completely different player than everyone else. Like I, that's a obvious, but we're just talking about where you're kind of looking at your. Not traditional quarterbacks, but just kind of the guys that aren't like Lamar. Lamar is, like I said, he's the outlier in these guys because he does crazy things on the field. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he does crazy stuff on the field. Um, But he's pretty dang close to all of them, if not better. Like... Yeah, I mean, when you look at Jordan Love's stats, he's pretty dang close, if not better than a lot of these guys with the turnovers, with the touchdowns, with the passing yards. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. I got
1: and- I got excited and started smiling in the studio when you said that just because, like, as a fan, man, he is he's really up there. This is not, oh, we'll wait and see, wait and see. We know. We got our guy.
2: Yeah, 100%. And, and I think a lot of it gets overshadowed because of how, the defense and kind of what's going on right now in green Bay with kind of the controversy and the record, like if this team has, we'll just say they at nine, they're at nine wins right now. This is a completely different conversation about Jordan love. Oh yeah. Like this is, this is a completely different situation we're talking about because obviously if they have nine wins, those stats are probably even better. Right. And we're having a different discussion about where he's getting put in, you know, not just Pro Bowl and all pro voting, but probably like, I don't want to say MVP, but we're talking about it, right? Like it's getting brought up if they're a 10-win team and they're they're for sure going to the playoffs and, and all that. Like you're putting them in a different light. And to me, that makes me excited because, listen, if you do put some more weapons around him offensively and you put some... Defensive pieces together that make this thing, you know, a, a better situation for him defensively. Obviously you have a, 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 I don't need, you know, everyone wants a top 10 defense. I look at it as a top 15 defense.
1: I'd settle for and, that in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> Give and me and that and all you, day.
2: Yeah. And you put that around him. Man, we're looking. We're, 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 there's a different conversation about them. It's so, not,
1: it's crazy because you say it's a different conversation, but if they don't blow a lead against Atlanta and they don't blow a lead against Tommy DeVito, we're having that conversation. Like Jordan yeah. Love has put himself in that conversation. They've just had some mishaps. I know it's a team sport and all, but like we're right there,
2: a hundred percent. And and that and but. Th- but that's the NFL and kind of the way the media covers the NFL is they cover the players that are on the hot teams, right? Like that's kind of, that's the way it goes and they get the more attention and, and X, Y, and Z. That's just, that that's life in the NFL. But I do think green Bay, they have their guy and it's, it's exciting to know. And it's crazy to know that green Bay has had a quarterback in house. That's really good for a long time. Like, from Favre to Aaron and to now what we're seeing Jordan Love do. I mean, there's no other organization that will ever have that. Ever. And and we're one of them.
1: 30 seconds left. Packers at Minnesota this Sunday. Then they host the Bears. They win both. They have like a 90% chance of getting in the playoffs. What does your gut tell you happens the rest of the season?
2: My gut tells me that they went out. It was my bold prediction early Let's on. Let's go! Perfect. It was, my bold, it was my bold prediction that they'd have to win the last three to get into the playoffs. Obviously, they need help now with winning out. But I think they went out, and they give themselves the best chance to get in.
1: You heard it here first on the Homer Hour 94.5 ESPN.
0: We have an accident right now
1: on the airport spur westbound right at the ramp to go um, northbound on 94. So just something to keep in mind. It's off on the left shoulder. Otherwise, delays along southbound 43, stretching from Hampton Avenue all the way down to...